You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. We're coming to you right across Australia, live from Hobart, Tasmania, each weekday at 9am. And for those listening in Tasmania, you can also catch us at 4.30pm each weekday as well. Uh, today we've got uh, David Leo from Devonport. Good yes, morning, Yes, happy Monday, David. everyone. Happy Monday. Hello. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we'll be continuing your series, Encounters with Jesus. What's our title today, David? Our title is um, is team, T- team. Teamwork. <laughs> teamwork. I was yeah. going to help you out there, Teamwork. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> Monday-itis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, David, last week you were actually down in the, Hob- in the Hobart studio, and uh, it was a very cold icy morning and you had a bit of a scary experience on the way uh you've recovered from that in fact you said you're actually quite calm through it all anyway yeah um but uh have you got something a little less scary to share with us uh, that uh, you've uh, experienced during the week yes just last night um I've, i'm just blasted away by a group from the school that i work at a northwest christian school they have a um a, a northwest a program there where they have strings, which is violin, cello, and they have an ensemble. And um, uh, Sarah Shearmire, she runs this Northwest Christian School Strings um, group and program. And they did a performance last night. It was my daughter's first performance. She's never done one. She started playing end of last year. And uh, she's come a long way. But I was just, just watching all these kids playing the violin and the, the cello and w- whatever they played. And um, just, just showed the amount of practice and uh just the intelligence, you know, that's manifested through this one piece, you know, and when the ensemble got together, oh, it was amazing. And, yeah, this morning, on the front of the Advocate, the the, the Tasmanian paper, there was a boy whose face, I saw this face of this, this this guy on the front of the paper, I thought, I've seen that face, I saw it last night, and he um he got a perfect score at the Eastedford, is that how you say it? Yeah, Eastedford, yeah. 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 Thanks, yeah. And I saw that on the paper, I thought, oh, man, I'm going to send that through to Sarah. So, and, yeah, the whole experience was amazing. It was a long, a long evening, but wow, you know, just the amount of gifts and talents that is, that has been shown there is just... It's fantastic. That was a very, very calming experience. Yeah, and Sarah's a fantastic teacher. She used to attend our church down in Rosny here. Right. And uh, we miss her talents down here, but it's good to know that she's doing amazing things up on the northwest. She certainly is. Yeah. 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 Um, David, our show number, our mobile number that you you can get in touch with us on is 0488 That's our Tassie Encounters number. Remember, that's just for Tassie Encounters. You can text us anytime. You can send us questions, feedback, or take advantage of our offers, which we'll share an offer later in the program. Now, David, uh, last week, just a, a quick recap before we get into this week's program. Yeah, I, I, I just want to um, just... just rehash what you just said then about the the mobile number um yeah if anyone does have any questions send them through i'd love to i'd love to address these questions but um yeah recapping from last week we talked about jesus authority and um you know we just we we threw just one thing after the other we talked about these words you know immediately and uh you know um amazed people being astonished and and mark uh, Mark is the the, uh, the gospel out of all four gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mark records the most miracles. Wow! But it and seems yet to be the, the shortest short- book. Correct, yeah. it's the shortest because, uh, for example, Matthew, um, although it's longer, Matthew really goes out of his way to record the dialogue. Yeah, you know, when Jesus spoke and people spoke, and if you take all the dialogue out, um, 
you'll see that that's actually it's actually shorter than Mark. But uh, you know, Mark is so concise, short and concise. He just gets mm. to the point, and you know, he gets on with the next thing. But um, we talked about how that you know being, being a book of action, just one after the other, mm. and the, the authority of Jesus it just can't be matched. Mm. There's nobody that has the authority of Jesus. You know, he's the only one. And Mark continues to make this point where we're going with today in our story. Okay. And yeah. if you want to catch up on our past episodes, uh, not just uh, David series, um, the uh, Encounters with Jesus series, but if you want to catch up with any of our programs, you can do that on the Faith FM website. That's faithfm.com.au. Or you can get the Faith FM Australia app from your app store on your phone, whether that be on Android or an Apple device. So, David, uh, time to get into our, our study today on Mark chapter 2. Yeah, yeah, talking about teamwork and this paralytic man. And before we start already, <laughs> I just want to, um, in case he is listening, you saw my podiatrist on Friday, another calming experience. Yeah. <laughs> and he, um, yeah, he's listening to the radio program. He says, oh, "I thought I, was, I thought I knew the name," and I said, "Yeah, it's, it's him." You know, and he asked me, "Were you on the radio?" I said, "Yeah." He says, "Yeah, I thought it sounded like you too." So, if you're listening, hello to you. Yeah, and, very um, good. Yeah, it's, it's really good that he was sharing. Um, I'm glad he's listening to Faith FM when he can as well. Yeah, this is fantastic. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get a mark, and uh, we're looking at the NIV today. But um, if you don't mind, Jason, could you read? Could you read our story? Started. We're not going to read the whole thing. We're going to read half of it to begin with. Sure. Uh, verses 1 to 5, please. Okay. A few days later, when Jesus entered again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. <laughs> Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Mm, an interesting introduction to the story, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, immediately after the story, we finished off with a story of a, a leper man. Mm-hmm. They asked Jesus, "Are you willing to make me whole?" And Jesus said, "Yes." You know, and then he says, "Don't go telling anybody." Yeah. And the man can't help himself. The the good news is just too much, right? And he tells everyone. And we read here a few days later, he enters, comes back to Capernaum, where home is. It says, "Yeah, he'd right. come home." Yeah. So um, it's either his own home. Some say it's Peter's home, and he stays with Peter, but he's. Retreat. He's retreated to home you know, to be you know, when you get home. It's meant to be a place where you're seeking isolation and a bit of uh, relaxation, you know, yeah. to, to get away from the crowds. But um, he had made such a such a huge impression on everyone that they followed him there. They went to his home, you know, to, to the to the point that um, it was so packed. Yeah, <laughs> it was so packed both, that both inside and out, by the looks. Inside and outside, yeah. you know, that's right. And, and and it says, Jesus didn't say, oh, listen, I just want some time by myself. Do you mind leaving me alone? Mm. It says uh, he preached the word to them. Mm. So he, you know, he keeps that he keeps that going. And so in this in this moment, in this time of uh, preaching the word, um, there's an issue. You know, there's there's a there's some people that believe that they have priority, and um, 
they have a barrier. They, they're unable to get to Jesus. Mm. Uh, can you see what the first barrier is? Well, it's all the the crowd initially. Yeah, it's the right. crowd. Yeah. Right. yeah, it's the crowd. And 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 do you think it's a? Uh, what are your thoughts on a crowd coming to see Jesus? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, it, it sounds like a good thing, but uh, I, I can tell you that when you're in a crowd, sometimes I, I know I've been uh, I've been up to uh, Sydney um, on New Year's Eve. I don't know. Have you have you been down to the waterfront at Sydney on New Year's Eve, David? I don't believe I have. Yeah, I tell you no. what, the crowds are—they're um, uh, just massive. You know, the crowds and oh, every, yes. everyone's gathering and pushing and shoving and <laughs> yeah. And I actually yeah. really struggle with that. I, I get uh, quite um, anxious when everyone's pushing and shoving and trying to get through and. Yeah, it's uh, it's uncomfortable when there's a big crowd. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I, I'm, I'm relating to the one in Brisbane. They have a um, New Year's in Brisbane, mm. and it's yeah, it's packed packed to the. So, so that whilst it seems like a crowd is a good thing, it can also be a bad thing, I guess. Yeah, well, in this case, you know, um, these people that are trying to get to Jesus, they can't because of the crowd, mm. because of the people that have that have gathered around, they've they've blocked them off. Um, but you know, these people have the decision. They, they can make a choice and move out the way or whatever, but they don't for whatever reason. Maybe they didn't even say anything. I'm not sure, but it doesn't deter. <laughs> it doesn't deter these people. Yeah. Right. It says that uh, these men, when they couldn't get to Jesus, preaching the word, it says they uh, took their friend to the roof. Yep. Right. And, and uh, they made a made a hole in the roof. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it says digging through the roof, so I'm I'm guessing that the the type of roof that they had was probably not tiles or colour bond. Colour bond, no, no, you're right, <laughs> absolutely right. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it's it's popularly understood that the um it was made out of it was like a thatched roof, you know, like you have the cross beams and you put leaves over it and right. cover it with mud, and uh, apparently every autumn, or as America would say, every fall, every every time it's just before winter they'll change it again. Right, they okay. change it over. So we don't know the season this is happening, but what we do know is, you know, they're not destroying a house like the house that we would live in. If somebody put a hole in our color bond or tiles, yeah. we would be incredibly upset. But uh, you know, in this in this regard, it's probably something that's easy to replace. So it's not as a, a big deal as we would probably think it is. Mm. But in any case, you think you'd ask the host first, so the, the host has to, you know, bear with. Okay, my house has been temporarily destroyed, yeah. and, and 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 winter just started. <laughs> so I might have to do that again. Who 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 knows? But um, yeah, it's not it's not as bad as we think it is. And, and, and I suppose in this encounter with Jesus, uh, this is a huge lesson that <laughs> when you're a follower of Jesus and you become a host for Jesus, you have to be prepared to be inconvenienced. <laughs> mm. that, that's so yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to breaking this one down. Yeah. And just before we go to the break, I'm just going to read that last verse. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sons are forgiven. That's, a, that's uh, I guess, the uh, the statement that caused some controversy. Yes, that, your uh, sins we'll are forgiven, into, that's right. We'll get into after the break. Um, but, yeah, our first song is All You'll Ever Need, and... Uh, I guess uh, I, I chose this one based on that last verse because uh, these men, they really needed to get to Jesus because they believed that uh, he could help the paralytic right. man. So mm-hmm. let's have a listen to this. All You'll Ever Need by Andrew Peterson. Blood of Jesus. 
Yes, it is like the widow's oil. It's enough to pay the price to set you free. It can fill up every jar and every heart that ever beat. When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need. When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever. To Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and this morning we're listening. Uh, we're talking with David Leo, and uh, we've just been talking about this uh, crippled man, who uh, or paralytic man, I guess he was crippled as well, um, whose friends were kind enough to bring him to Jesus and uh, dig a hole through a roof and lower him down onto, uh, the, I guess, the ground level where Jesus was was speaking inside this mm. house. Mm. Um, so we've only read half the story. I guess we need to continue on, David. Yeah, yeah we finished off with um, <clears throat> that comment that Jesus makes to the man when he it says when he when Jesus saw their faith, right? Mm. Not not his faith. He saw their faith. Yeah. Right? So it's addressing the faith of his friends yeah. that decided to to uh, bring him to Jesus, and then instead of saying uh, your legs are healed or you know. Whatever the ailment is, the, the the bones are back together again. Whatever he he did to these legs, you know. Um, instead of addressing that, he says, "Your sins are forgiven." Mm. You know, that's an interesting interesting comment to address to a person that uh, 
that is suffering a physical ailment. You know, it's uh, it just what do you, what do you think this says about the situation when you when you think of it, Jason? Instead of him talking to what's happening with his legs or whatever, or his back, possibly his back, whatever whatever's going on with him, why would he speak to the sins instead? That's a good question. I guess. Uh in in that time, was it the general thought that uh, illnesses and um, uh, problems that come across us was directly related to our own sin? And this is this is true. This yeah. is absolutely, you know. I think in this case, this man knows what he did. Okay. Right. Yeah. He knows he knows what he did. They put him in that situation, and you know, I I um, you know, I, I remember having. Uh, Gout for the first time, mm. you know. You know, you know the other what they call gout, and some other people's. Uh, I think in the Western world they call it the the rich man's disease. Yeah, okay. Because you know, they are, you know having a bit uh, too much of the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I got it for the first time on the day of uh, at college when they were doing awards, and we had to go up and collect our awards. Uh, you know, for the end of our uh, just before graduation. Mm-hmm. And it was embarrassing going up, like limping, while I'm going up to get my award, you know, because I've got this gout. But when people ask me, hey, Dave, what's wrong with your foot? I was embarrassed to say, yeah. you know, because I was like, oh, I think I did this to myself, you know, like, um, you know, so I didn't really want to. And when you're, when you're an islander where it's very, uh, when you're on Pacific Islander, it's a, very, it's a very common thing amongst the guys in particularly. And we kind of, we kind of tease each other about it. <laughs> like, oh, you got the old gout. What have you been doing? You know? And uh, when I had it, I was like, I don't want to tell any of my, <laughs> my friends what's going on. But I know what was going on in my situation. Yeah. Right. I know that I made wrong decisions. I know that I wasn't looking after my health properly at that time and, and all these kind of things. And, um, you know, I, I wonder, uh, and, and, I, and I'm actually, I'm quite convinced that this is the same thing with this man, that he's done something to himself, which has put him in a situation at a point where um, he's had to be brought to Jesus, right? And Jesus affirms the faith of the friends, right? So it's the faith of the friends that, that, that brings this, this guy to Jesus. And I think, oh, man, I wonder what those what those things are, you know, that brought him to have this ailment. And Jesus speaks to that. All those things that you did, all those things that you blame yourself for, all those things that you're um, regretting and, and saying, you know, you're probably telling yourself, I deserve this. Mm. Jesus says, no, I'm going to, I need you to stop thinking like that. I'm giving you. A, I'm giving you a new start. You know, it's your sins are forgiven. It's interesting. It doesn't say anything about the faith of the actual man. It's. Mm. Uh, it's. Well, I guess. I guess the when it says when Jesus saw their faith, it could include the man. It, it could. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're right. Mm. But um, it's uh, actually we'll talk about it in the next segment. You yeah. know, but you know the the fact that these. Um, <laughs> uh, I, we'll talk about the next segment I'll, I'll, I'll uh, get, have some poetic license in the, in the next part but um, reading 6 to 12 okay. um, could you read verses 6 to 12 please sure. Jason Yeah. Thanks. now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves why does this fellow talk like that he's blaspheming who can forgive sins but God alone immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts and he said to them why are you thinking these things? Which is easier, to say that this paralysed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Mm. So he said to the man, I tell you, 
Get up, take your mat and go home. He got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone and they praised God saying, we have never seen anything like this. Ah, there's Mark, there's Mark again using those words. And verse 8 is immediately amazed. Yep. <laughs> amazed. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. It says that the, the teachers of the law, they were part of that crowd. You yeah. remember, you know, so they, they've actually come to assess the situation and figure out, wow, who's this guy that uh, everyone's attracted to right now? And um, it says that they were sitting there thinking to themselves. These, these were just thoughts going through their head, yeah. right? So you've got this man whose uh, sins are being forgiven, and he has these thoughts that's running through his head that Jesus reads and says, your sins are forgiven. You know, uh, I know, I know that your your concern is not so much uh, your physical situation, more so than your spiritual situation. Right, Jesus sees that, and ironically, you've got the teachers of the law that are sitting there, and they have a similar a similar problem. Yeah, <laughs> and they're thinking to themselves, why does this fellow? Uh, in other translations, it says, why does this, this man? And the, the word that, that Mark actually uses, uh, hutos, is, is the original Greek. In the phrasing of, you know, who is this? What, what is this man? What is this fellow? What is this guy? It's very similar in the way we would say it in, uh, in a derogative manner in the English English version. <laughs> who does this guy think he is? Yeah. yeah. Right. Who's, who's this bloke that he thinks he can come and tell us what to do? Yeah. That's the question, that's, yeah, and and that's a reoccurring question in Mark. You know, so you're going to say something. I, I was going to say that's how we would say it here. Who does he think he is? <laughs> yeah, who does he think he is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who does he think telling us what to do? You know, yeah. and, and like we said last week, you know, authority is a real um, is is a uh, oh, what's the word we use? It's it's something that it's not very uh, welcomed these days. Yes, yeah. you know, I um, <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you a quick. Quick uh, example: When I was a, when I was a kid, um, growing up in the, the church community or the Samoan community, um, I would get told off by adults that are not my parents. Mm-hmm. Right? If I was doing something, and you know, if I thought that you know my mum and dad's, I'm out of my mum and dad's eyesight, and I start throwing rocks at, um, you know, at a car or something, <laughs> and I don't know, doing something silly, one of the other adults would say, "Hey, stop that." And then tell me off, yeah. And I, I get home and I get told off again. <laughs> but these days, you know, I've seen situations where you tell off one of the kids of somebody in the community. Well, those parents aren't happy, mm. you know. Or uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a very different different situation now. It's uh, and so when we say, who does this parent think he is telling my kid what to do? You know, mm. even with teachers, who does that teacher think that they, they can tell my kid that um, yeah. they need to learn upper grade? <laughs> I, uh, I watched I watched a little clip on Facebook comparing, um, you know, I think it was back in the fifties or sixties versus the uh, All right. versus current day with the parent teacher, and yeah, it was exactly that. You know, um, 
the uh, these days. It's all about uh, telling the teachers off for what they're doing wrong with the oh, kids, right. rather than yes, I rather see what you're saying. The parents uh, saying to the student <laughs> um, or to the son or daughter to say, you know, why have you been mucking up? So yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I only use that example because um, you know uh, I've, I still see it in, in my church community. And plus, we had parent-teacher interview last Thursday, mm-hmm. so you know we we're trying to work out you know to work out together how we can help. Um, you know, my my son, you know, and my younger son and, and moving him forward. So, you know, when we say, who is this guy? What is this guy? There's some merit to that. Mm. But, um, you know, like if, there, if it's somebody you don't know, then that question should be asked. But if it's somebody that you've, that you tr- entrust and think, oh, yeah, they're, they're out to look out for my, my children as well, then that's something you can trust in. And so we find that here, these, the, here is the Pharisees, the scribes and the Pharisees that the the people have always been under their care. They've been the ones to tell them what the t- what the Bible says, and they should listen to them and how they interpret it. But then here's this guy. Who's this guy? Mm. <laughs> here's this guy coming in saying your sins are forgiven. Only God can forgive. And it's interesting, isn't it, that in verse ten it says, "But I," where Jesus is talking back to the the uh, religious leaders, the the teachers of the law. Uh, I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he intentionally did that. He yep. intentionally said that so that they would know that he has the authority. And, and, and more to the point, too, you know, the Pharisees were the, and the scribes, they were the teachers of the time. You know, they were the, yeah. they were the people that everyone trusted. And they knew the, the Bible inside out. And there's this, there's this prophecy. You know, and, and that book that you're promoting about prophecy. Yeah. There's this prophecy in Daniel seven, and the literal use of the words is the Son of Man. Yeah, and Jesus identifies himself with that Daniel seven guy. So he's he's putting something to the scribes. Wait a minute, you're no, nah, you can't be. You know, <laughs> you can't be saying you're God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? and uh, that's why they say blasphemy. You can't claim to be God. You know, but uh, Jesus is doing that. He's putting himself in the authoritative position. Yeah, that's me. Then the one Daniel seven spoke about, I'm here. Yeah, and, or, and of course, I mean, <clears> these days, you know, it's easy to judge the Pharisees and the teachers of the law because, um, you know, we have hindsight, which is which is a good thing. But you know, if somebody rocked up today uh, claiming to be God, we would be um, pretty sceptical as well, wouldn't we? Oh, absolutely. Now, and, of course, and, in those days, they they should have been expecting the Messiah, but. Um, but yeah, we we we're expecting, uh, I guess, a different event these days. But yeah, yeah, and you're right. I'm I'm very cautious in judging the Pharisees because uh, the vocation that I have is trying to interp- help people understand Scripture and, and know Jesus. <laughs> you, know, so, hey, you could very I, well I could be, be a Pharisee, a, the modern Pharisee, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very cautious in, in, in doing that as well. But uh, yeah, they, there were some that were very uh, genuine, and some that just hey, you're you're messing up our our system. We need to get rid of you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, David, in the next section, we're going to be talking about uh, a bit more about the role of the the friends here. I think, but uh, we've got a song yes. now. Um, and just before we do go to the song, our book today is Decoding Bible Prophecy. We'll give you a bit more information about that later. But do remember or write down our show number. That's zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and uh, we'll get you. Uh, the offer a bit later in the program but uh yeah talking about the friends this this next song is about uh uh connecting with our friends and in this case um you know asking god to reach our friends so yeah can can you reach my friend debbie boone and this was uh your request uh this song david 
Mm. So uh, thanks for that. Hopefully you enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> let's sure. have a listen.
Can you reach my friend? By Debbie song. Boone. Yeah. And we're going to be talking a bit more about uh, this guy's friends who were the ones who brought him to Jesus. Yeah, I guess on his own he had no way of getting there. And uh, his friends were kind enough to bring him, dig a hole in the roof and lower him down. And I guess that could have been a bit of an embarrassing um, circumstance as well. But uh, but I guess he recognised uh, his need. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, definitely a recognition of his need. And I, um, you know, you, you alluded to the the fact where he said, uh, and, and Jesus saw their faith. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, I've, I've always read that as um, the friends, the friends had faith in the power of Jesus Christ. And so I've had this. So when I say poetic license, I've had this for some reason. My mind always goes this way, where I think they've had to convince this guy, you know, that it's worth seeing him. Mm. All right, and then when they, you know, when they got there, I imagine the guy going, "Oh, look, uh, the place is full. You know, let's, let's just go. You know, let's just leave it alone." And they say, "Hey, no, no, not, not you. We've we'll, we'll, we'll got another idea. Let's go to the roof. Open up the roof." And the guys are thinking, "Oh man, this this is embarrassing." What's even more embarrassing? Hey, we're going to put you on the mat and we're going to lower you down, mm. right? And these friends have to operate in sync. If you're going to lower a person down. And not have uh, them from, fall off. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna. Everyone's going to be in tandem. Everyone's going to be on time. You got to have to work together. Everyone has to be in harmony in order to make sure that there's no lopsiding happening. You know, where he's going to fall out of the fall out of the mat. Mm. And this whole this whole sequence of um, the fact that they would think together for this friend, that mm. they would work together, that they would um, embarrass him. You know, to, in order to bring him to Jesus, and they knew this was all happening for the sake of him being whole again. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't know what type of friendship group they had, but it really, it really speaks to the fact that. Uh, and I wanted to talk about this because I've, I found in mini- when I've done ministry, um, not just, not just on a, a official capacity. You know, where, where I've um, been a friend to people, and people are feeling down. You know, and uh, you know, one of the one of the things. <laughs> one of the things I find with these self-help books and, and things that try and help us psychologically, you know, they, they can diagnose our problem. But what we're finding here is Jesus is the only one that can actually s- solve the problem. Yeah. You know, that can actually speak to the heart and the core of what's going on in our minds and our hearts. And he does this, he does this for this guy. And, and I say this because, um, you know, you've, you've shared with me, uh, the experience that you've had, and I've had a similar experience, you know, when I was, um, I think I only had one child at the time, but, you know, I was a, a young man just going through, you know, have, have I made the right decision? I'm, I'm feeling, uh, I'm over, overly burdened. I'm doing so much. I, I work. I do stuff at church. I, I've got all these things where I'm stretched. And I got to a point where I was like, you know, I don't want to be around the community at the moment. Mm. You know, I just want to be by myself, you know. And I, and I had a real pity party for, for for like a long time, where I just thought no one understands what I'm going through. There's no point divulging it to anyone. You know, my wife doesn't understand me. Um, you know, and 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 it was it wasn't getting better. It was it was like a downward spiral. Mm. And you know, I think that's a natural reaction, isn't it? When we're struggling, is to withdraw. Um, for many people, at least, I think it's you know it's a natural reaction, but. Sometimes we actually need we need the help of our our friends. Absolutely, you know. I, I had um, one thing. I one thing I um, I knew, and I used to go because I go, I used to go to it every week. We used to have this Wednesday night prayer meeting. We've got we got prayer meeting at um, our Devonport Church as well, and we meet on Zoom with my Dalarine Church, and it's 
just during the week where we can get together, and I knew this happened every week at my church because I was part of it, I stopped going to that as well. Mm. And in my in my mo- moments of uh, of sadness, you know, I had, a, I had a friend speak to me and say, man, you know, why don't you just come? Just sit. You don't have to do anything. Mm. You know, even that felt annoying. Mm. You know, like that I'd have to show my face and turn up, but something challenged me. And I thought, oh, you know, um, you know, I'll just, maybe I should just do this for my friend's sake, mm. you know, because he's, you know, he's gone out of his way, you know, he's made contact. Uh, I'll do that. <clears throat> and um, I went to this prayer meeting and I did exactly what my friend said. I didn't, I didn't say a prayer and it was pretty weird. You know, the guys, the the, the people of church knew that there's, David's not right. Something's not, something's up with him. Um, so I didn't pray that whole evening, but I was listening to the prayers and, and Jason, I was, I was being encouraged. Mm. <laughs> I came again the, the following week, came again the, you know, I don't know how many times afterwards, but eventually I, I was praying as well, mm. you know, and I was encouraged again, you know, and, and, and it just reminded me of this, um, you know, uh, the, the same the, the same woman. Um, we offered a book in the last thing when we talked about John, uh, Ellen White. She she wrote this letter to this young young woman that was struggling just like I was. You know, she... She just couldn't uh, get out of her rut. She just felt discouraged. She didn't want to do anything, you know, all, 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 the, all the above. And she writes to her, and in this letter, this part of this letter really encouraged me. And, I, and when I thought back to what was, I was going through, I realized that's, that's what happened to me, right? And it says this. She writes to her and says, if you cannot rely upon your own faith, rely upon the faith of others. Hmm. We believe and hope for you. God accepts our faith in your behalf. And... You know that that sticks in my mind so often when I'm when I feel down in the dumps now because Jason, you know, guess what? I still get those feelings every now and then. Yeah. You know, I think about that, and and my immediate thought is I got to be around my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I'm feeling low in faith, I better be around them and tell them, listen, this is the way I'm feeling. Uh, you guys are you guys are doing strong right now. Let me let me just ride on your your flight right now. Let me ride on your wings. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, if you've got a group of Christian friends that pray, um, you know, I've been in that circumstance uh, many times, and I used to be very hesitant to ask for somebody to pray for me. But uh, when you're discouraged or when you're going through a difficult time. You know, it's a hard thing to ask, but it makes a big difference. I know what that's like. I've experienced it where you know when people are praying for you. It, it makes a, a big difference to you as well. Yeah, well um, can, can I ask really quickly, why was it hard to ask? I think uh, for me personally, mm. it's about, you know, imposing on people. You know, you don't want to impose on people, them. inconvenience them and uh-huh. you know, burden them with your problems and things like that um, you sort of feel like oh well it's it's your issue and so you should just take it to God alone um, whereas I believe in the power of prayer and I believe in the in the power of many people praying because uh, you know as I shared last week with Gary on his program that um, I've been through a situation where it was pretty grim and uh, but those people praying you know really gave me a sense of peace and um and yeah I, I do believe in the power of prayer yeah and i think you've you've really knuckled in and you've really f- f- focused in into what this man's going through you know he didn't want to inconvenience his friends he didn't want to inconvenience jesus mm. you know, and jesus says uh, there's a hole in the roof you know there's the crowd around us inconvenience me 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, ask me you know, to, to do that. You know, yeah. and, and and I suppose my point is, um, put yourself in the fellowship and put yourself in communities where you are going to be encouraged. Yeah. At the time that you're feeling your lowest and you feel the way that Jason just shared and I just shared and this woman that had uh, this young woman that had the letter written to, when you feel that way, that's the time where you got to be in your community and you mm. got to let them know and and you know borrow borrow their strength, borrow their faith. It's a it's a it's a good thing. Yeah. Hmm. We're going to go to another break. Uh, before we do, I'll just give uh, a bit more information about the book, Decoding Bible Prophecy. It's a book about understanding what those Bible prophets said, especially the apocalyptic prophets such as Daniel and John the Revelator. Hmm. Uh, it's about knowing how to read those prophecies and make sense of some difficult passages in the Bible. And You'll learn principles of interpretation, the meaning of a number of apocalyptic symbols, and important hints regarding major time prophecies. So that's Decoding Bible Prophecy, and you'll be able to get that uh, book sent to you uh, straight after the break. We'll give you the code and the number 0488 880 So get ready to uh, text us in, and uh, we'll be able to get that out to you. Now, we've just been talking about how important it is to uh, to to be in a community of supportive friends. And this song is You Don't Have to Bear Your Burdens Alone by Jessica King. Really talks about how we can share with our friends.
You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're talking to David Leo. Now, just before the break, we described our book for today, Decoding Bible Prophecy, and the code for today is LOGOS number 2, that's L-O-G-O-S and the number 2. Just text that in, just on its own, no spaces, no other words. And if you text that to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and we'll get that book out to you. Uh, David, we're on our home stretch. Um, we were just previously talking about uh, the importance of our friends and uh, and needing our friends, and I think that song really uh summed up what we were talking about in that we don't have to bear our burdens alone. Amen. We can share mm. and we can uh, uh sometimes rely and depend on our friends to uh, to help us through. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely and I think that's the the crux of the story. Sorry, Jason, did I No, no, I was just going to say so so what have we got to finish up with today? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the main I suppose the main takeaway here is we've, we've looked at uh you know the inconveniencing of the host, uh, whoever, whether it's Peter that uh, that uh, Jesus is staying at, or whoever Jesus is staying with, you know, they just had their home um, somewhat destroyed. Well, replaceable, of course, but uh, it's inconvenience. Yeah. You know, there's a um, a group of friends that have gone out of their way to help this paralytic man, and we've talked about, um, you know, that it's important when you're feeling the way that you're really feeling down in the dumps. That you, that's the best time to be around your friends, even though. Our, our logic and our feelings tell us uh, don't burden them you know mm. uh, this is a time that you need to just reflect and be by yourself you know have your pity party get your comfort food oh boy and uh, you know just feel sorry for yourself and that's the best time to be a, be around your friends and the whole point was to bring this person to Jesus that Jesus may teach a lesson not just to the man not just to the friends not just to his disciples but to the Pharisees as well and the whole crowd that he has the authority to forgive sins. Mm. And when we read it today, when you and me are looking at it today, this still applies. It's the same Jesus yesterday, today, and forever. He is still the only one that can forgive sins. Mm. Now, somebody might be listening thinking, but I've done no, nothing to anybody. You know, I'm a, I'm a good person. You know, Unfortunately, because we're, the, we're always the hero of our own stories. <laughs> we're always the hero of our own stories, and uh, our brain has this ability to, um, you know, tuck into the little crevices and corners of our our minds those things that we don't want to deal with. Mm. You know, and, and when you come to Jesus, ah, oh, some of the things that we don't want to deal with. You know, you, you wonder why am I, why am I so defensive when people. Uh, Criticize my work. Mm. Well, where, where does that come from? Why do I, boy, you know, when somebody talks about my daughter, why do I jump into this this thing? You know, when somebody, when these things happen in my in my in my life, why do? Well, those questions that you're asking, you may not like the answer, mm. but when it comes to Jesus, when you're put in front of Jesus, Jesus will say, "Hey, um, listen, let's talk about this, right?" And I'll give you an example. One of the one of the um one of the, one of the most heartbreaking moments in my life was when I started um. I was about twenty, I reckon twenty three when I started seeing seeing my wife. We started hanging out, and I, I was so you know I was so um, taken by her that you know she was nearly my my focus of everything. And uh, my dad went to Samoa one time for family for family reasons, and uh, this was this was a common thing. My dad would ask me 
come pick me up. My flight uh, is, is this flight, and you know, come around and pick me up when when I land. And uh, I did that over and over again. And um, this one particular day when he was returning, um, Soko, who's my wife, she, she she wasn't my wife at the time. We were just hanging out at that at that time. She said, um, "You know, why don't we go out and do something?" So we did. And I didn't tell her that today was the, the, the day that my dad returns from Samoa. And I just had a really good time, Jason. I was having a great time. Mm-hmm. And I, to the point that for some reason I remembered my dad's flight. Yeah. And it was about an hour and a half over, overdue. <laughs> you were late. So was he I still was waiting at the airport? or? Uh, or so what happened? happened? What happened was, you know, I told Sokka, hey, Sokka, I've got to go. And she's like, why? And I told him, she's like, what do you, what do you mean you're going to pick up your dad? You should have told me, you know. And so she's upset. Mm. I drop her off at home and I zoom off to the airport. He's not there. I, I come back, come back home, and he's he's at home, mm. right? And, and uh, he, he tells me this, uh, and I don't know what to say. He's just sitting at the table at the kitchen, like, and I go sit down, you know, ready to do my apology speech. And uh, you know, he, he's a, he's a, I think he's sixty sixty odd at that time, and uh, he caught a taxi home, yeah. paid for a taxi from the airport, which is quite a lot of money, and he had to climb onto the balcony. Oh, to, to, get this, in, to get to get inside. get inside the house, you know. Uh-huh. I was thinking, oh man, my dad had fallen off. This would been really bad. And I could, I could sense how disappointed he was in his voice. And he's, and he, and he used, he said these words. It was in Samoan, but man, it cut deep. You know, he just said, I don't know if I can trust you anymore to pick me up. You know, and oh, oh, Jason, I think, I think I started crying. I was like, oh man, this this cuts really deep. And uh, you know, I, I, I had this thing of, oh man, I got, I got to win it back, you know, and I got to try and get that, that thing back and I don't know how long it was but the day my dad said oh um, a mum and me will be back from uh, New Zealand and this is our flight I want you to pick me up that just spoke volumes to me you know I was like oh I'm back in the seat he's you know give, I can, he's giving you another chance <laughs> yeah you know like without him saying you, you know you're forgiven or he, it was just like oh I trust you to come pick me up again you know and I was yeah. like oh here it is, you know. So I was like, man, I was there an hour early, Jason. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure this happens. But just those, just those words of, um, you know, come pick me up. That was enough to tell me I'm, I'm restored. I'm mm. back in, I'm back in Dad's favor, being the chauffeur to pick him up from the airport. You know? mm. <laughs> that was, you know, and, and just having that, that, um, what's, what's the word? The, the restoration. Yeah, the restoration is what I believe. Every single human, I'm not just talking about believers, I believe every single human craves that restoration and Jesus Christ is the only one that can give it. Hmm. This is what uh, this is what I take away from this story. It's just, there's only one person there's only one person you can go to. It's the God of heaven. It's hmm. Jesus Christ. Come to Jesus. Any friends, any anybody that's suffering. If that if that's you, friend, that that's uh, strong enough to go, yeah, I believe what the Bible says. I, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to point this person to Jesus. I'm going to try and bring them, just like these friends did. Yeah. Maybe maybe I need to find a team. I f- find my other friends that we can encourage this friend of ours. Mm. And know? and so if if you're in a situation where you don't have a group of friends like this guy had, what would your recommendation be? I would say, um, inconvenience. Your local church. 
<laughs> Go and uh, put them to yeah. the test. <laughs> yeah, call call the pastor there and say, "Hey, listen, I just listened to Faith FM, and you're supposed to do something about this. <laughs> you have some people. You have some people that you know that you have some friends that are meant to be my friends. You know, yeah. think this, but but uh, you know, uh, be, uh, as best as I can say this by by the power of God, be bold and p- intentionally put yourself." In those communities mm. where you're going to be encouraged, where you'll be lifted up, and they they will they will bring you to Jesus Christ. You know, yeah. Put yourself in the community. I, I, that's that's my prayer. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Um, just as we finish up, I remind you of our code for today: Logos two, and that can be texted to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Thanks, Caroline, for texting in. Uh, we'll get that book out to you soon. And uh, what have you got for us next week, David? Uh, we're calling it Fast Sabbath. Okay. Oh, it's going to be yeah. This is going to be. Um, this uh, is the rest be, of the chapter of Mark two. Yeah, encountering Pharisees. Jesus encountering Pharisees. Or let me put it this way: Pharisees encountering Jesus with some theological issues. Yeah, and uh, tomorrow we've got um, uh, David. Uh, sorry, we've got uh, Gary Webster joining us again on his series Lifetime Search, and his topic is going to be wonderful world of nature and uh, where are you speaking next David I'll be at Devonport this um, this Saturday um, yeah our, our service starts at 11 our small groups are at 10 o'clock but um, yeah awesome. I'll be talking about yeah I'll be talking about the importance of actually I'll be talking about the importance of friendships and, and relationships and understanding who we are and who God is very good fits in very well with uh, what we've been talking about today absolutely Um, So I'm going to leave you just with a a thought today. It's from Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2. It says, See, God has come to save me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. Mm. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. I think uh, we need to turn to God, and um, sometimes we can... uh, we can get some encouragement and help from our friends to do that. So, I mm-hmm. uh, thank you for your time today, David, and your your study on this chapter. And uh, we look forward to joining you next Monday. Um, and yeah, it's always always fun, Jason. It is always fun. Yeah, yeah I, I love our our time together. And uh, we'll we'll catch you again next Monday. And uh, if you're listening tomorrow, you'll catch up with uh, Gary Webster. Uh, with this topic, Wonderful World of Nature. So wherever you are, wherever you're listening, uh, remember to uh, to go to Jesus if you're struggling yeah. and uh, reach out well, to some friends as well. So uh, we'll catch you next uh, week, David. Yes, thank you, Jason. Thanks, David. Bye.